0: Thank you Aaron, thanks guys, appreciate that very much, it is great to be here with you this morning, enjoy the service so much, looks like you're growing Paul, fantastic, a lot of new people here, that's wonderful, well we're going to get underway with a few things this morning and uh, one thing I want to promote to begin with and uh, this is called New Zealand and Beyond and this is the brochure that we have and uh, we hope you're all going to go along to it and uh, it, it it is, I know some of you are and that's awesome. It is a great conference. What is unique about this conference? It's all about reaching your community. It's about reaching your your town or your city. It's about reaching New Zealand. And uh, you know it'll sure it'll meet your needs and bless you and do a lot of good for you and you can really meet with God. But more than that, it is beyond the walls of the church. It's reaching into our community, equipping you and arming you to do that, which I think is a unique thing for the conference this year. We have a uh, a number of great speakers, but one I'm going to uh, bring up on the video. He's uh, he's the oldest youth speaker in the world. He's uh, oh, I think he's late 50s now. He's single. And uh, he, he's from England, and he, they have uh, youth meetings of about 20,000. They're called Soul Survivor. He's, uh, he's very funny. He's very good. And if you have young people, hey, they will love Mike Pilavachi. If they can even say his name, they're doing well. So we're going to run the clip right now. Thanks, guys, just for two minutes of Mike speaking. This is when he was at Hillsong a couple of years ago.
1: What a tick by the no-husband answer. The fact is, you have had five husbands, which is a little more than the quota allowed, and the man you're now living with is not your husband. You are quite right in what you say. And she's standing there thinking, I got it right. Do you see folks, do you see the point? The point is this, it's not God hates sin. We're meant to hate sin. It's not about belittling sin. It's sin, our sin that sent Jesus to the cross. But just as much, every bit as much as God hates sin He loves sinful people He adores bad people He thinks the world of evil people And we are meant to do the same That's the Gospel That's why we're here That's why I have been saved That's why you have been saved And we're called to go out there to a broken and hurting world not that we let down the drawbridge of the castle of the church once a year, it's that we break down the walls of the church. We become a church without walls, a church for the community, a church for them out there, a church that loves and cares and serves and lives, a church that doesn't speak good news but is good news. We cannot any longer stand at a safe distance throwing Bible bombs at people, hoping one will explode in the vicinity. We have to go ourselves. God did not open a window from heaven and shout down, I love you. He came himself. He took our flesh. And he calls us to do the same.
0: Oh yeah, go Mike. So he's very passionate. He's a great communicator. As I say, they get the 20,000 youth in England, which is really miraculous, and uh, he's just a great guy, and you will be blessed by him. Now, the normal fee is $90, but my wife has twisted my arm today, and we're going to offer it to you today only if you register and pay. You must do it this morning for only $50. Well, I know you're falling off your seats right now, but that is so cheap. So uh, Debbie will be back at the end of the message. She'll be down the back there at that information desk, ready to take uh, all, all you people that will hopefully line up and uh, register today and pay today. And it starts next month on uh, March 17th, Thursday tonight, Friday and Saturday morning. And we would love to see you there if you can make it. Okay, well, Debbie and I are just thrilled to be here. And uh, maybe Debbie, just stand up. You got anything you want to say, darling? Any words of wisdom or? Thank you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's great to be up here and uh, just to be with Paul and Ruth, who are always so nice to us, and uh, just look after us amazingly. You just, so, your, your reputation goes before you guys. People I meet around around the country who know you say, oh, they're just so hospitable and so warm. And isn't that true? You've got wonderful pastors. You really yeah. have. So uh, it's just lovely to be here, Paul. It, it really, really is. So thank you for that. Okay. Um, well, we we are on Vision Sunday, and um, I'm just going to pray now and ask God to be with us and just help us in the next few minutes. Thank you, Father, Lord. We want to thank you for your love, Lord, for your love for us, God, Lord. The Bible says who was man, and we acknowledge that. But who are you that you would? Lord, leave heaven and come to earth and give your very life for us. You are amazing. Lord, we pray, help us to see something more of you and feel your love and grow in you today as we commit our time to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, well, vision keeps us on track. I don't know if you think about that, but it really does, and if you have a compass, it helps even more. Um, I think of the man called Winston Churchill who led Britain during World War Two, and I actually have a number of illustrations about World War II today, which is, you know, unusual. And he was asked the question, well, when the Germans were bombing you, uh, you know, in London there uh, and things were very hard in England at that time and the bombs were coming down night after night, how did you feel? How did you handle the stress and the pressure? And he said, I would just go down to the bomb shelter, I'd take out a map of Germany and, and just that region there and I would plan the invasion of Germany. His vision was not the bombs falling, his vision was the end goal of winning and victory. And that's what kept Winston Churchill from suffering an enormous depression and kept him on track to inspire England and uh, to win World War II. Vision is powerful. I, I'll never forget the time when I had just moved up to Auckland from uh, Picton, which is a really tiny little place. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's really small, and uh, yeah, it's a great place, and, and um so there I was in Picton, uh, sorry, come up from Auckland, just moved into the big smoke, big church. In fact, the church was bigger than, than Picton. It was quite a difference, you know. It was huge. And, uh, and I, I had been in the ministry, and I was having a breather, and, and uh, I got a job selling door-to-door. Oh, it's a great thing going door. Who loves door-to-door salesmen? You know, it's a real fun job. And uh, I had a, had, a, had a, a particularly long day and a good day. And uh, I had got three sales of these uh, world book encyclopedias. That was a big deal. And I got home late at night. It was dusk. It was really getting late. And I was really tired. And I'd just worn out thinking and answering and all the things you do. And I remember having a quick tea and getting to bed. I was just going to fall I thought, oh, I haven't read my Bible today. Oh, no, I'm so tired. Oh, I'll get it out. So i take my Bible out, you know, just do, do the right thing here. And I, begin, I was reading the book of Acts, chapter 26, and I come to verse 19, and it's Paul the Apostle speaking, and he says, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven. And that just pinged in my, it just hit me, just, I thought, that's God talking, wow, wow, vision from heaven heaven. And you know, I have never forgotten that. It's so important for us in life and the decisions that we make. Is it lining up with the vision from heaven that God has put on your heart? If it is lining up, it'll take you forward. If it is not lining up, it may be a good thing, but it can take you away. So that's a really important thing. Keep the vision from heaven in your heart. If you don't yet have a vision from heaven, say, God, speak to me over this this year as, as the church is focusing on vision from heaven. Well, in Luke chapter 18, uh, Jesus was around the uh, place of Jericho, and uh, there was a blind man there, and Jesus uh, is walking past, and the blind man begins to call out. and says, Lord Jesus, Son of David, have mercy. Come and help me. And he's, he's calling out, shh, keep quiet, they say, but he's yelling out all the more. And so finally Jesus stops, and, and, he, and he calls the man to him, and he comes to him, and he asks an amazing question. A really obvious question you would have thought. In Luke 18 and verse 41, Jesus said these words, What do you want me to do for you? And the man said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. Jesus said, Your faith has healed you. You know, go and be healed. Go and be peace. So, you know, it was obvious what the man needed. But Jesus said, What are you looking at? What do you want? And that man said, My focus is on receiving my sight. My focus is not on my problem, because he was a beggar, but he wanted to be healed. And this morning, what is your need? What what are you focusing on? Is the thing you're focusing on your problem, or is it God answering your problem? God bringing a a breakthrough for you. And and I know as I prepared today for you guys, I felt this theme of breakthrough come to my heart. And so this morning, I'm gonna talk briefly, uh, very briefly about this area of breakthrough and steps to our breakthrough. You know, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 20 that God's kingdom is not just words but it is a kingdom of power and that we need to be connected to power and uh, probably pretty soon we're going to come up on a slide up there and thanks very much for, for doing that. but when I was in Picton and uh, I was a real townie, I still am, but um, I went and did a bit of hunting and fishing, which I'd never really done much before. And one of the guys, his name was Bruce. We were in hunting together. And we gave, he, he was from the army. And he gave me a 303. And I felt pretty powerful. And that was great. And we're looking for deer and things like this. And we're going around and crossing over farms and hills and so forth. And we, you know, there's fences to cross. And so we come to this fence. And I'm going first. I, I think I must have done. because Anyway, so I come to this thing. And there's a bit of a style. And I'm getting over the fence. put my hand on the fence. And I did not know this was an electric fence. Yeah, and I didn't know that. In fact, I didn't really know much about electric. I was a townie, right? So I'm just about over this electric fence, and I'm bending over, and this funny feeling in, my, in the spine of my back, it hits me, and I went bing like this, and I went up in the air and landed on the ground. And I, oh, I was bewildered, but I tell you, I had connected with power. <laughs> now, what about you? Connecting with the power is going to give you your breakthrough. And if you bring that right down to a practical sense on a daily basis, I think the quickest way to connect with God's power is to spend time alone with Jesus every day, every day you know, uh, like I said, I was really tired on that particular occasion. I've been selling those those encyclopedias, but I made a point of taking out my Bible and reading it. And I made a point of spending time in prayer. When you do that and you connect with power, it's amazing what God can do. It doesn't need a lot from us for God to do a huge amount for you in your situation. He is the God of the breakthrough. You know, I came to Christ because I lacked power. I had real personal issues and problems. One of them was a bad Bad mouth. I could not speak a sentence without swearing or blaspheming. I just could not do it. And uh, I remember working in a factory once, as a uh, probably about seventeen or so, and you know, a pretty rough factory. And uh, but they commented on my, my my language was so bad. You can't you ever say anything without swearing. And uh, you know I could not control this. I couldn't get over this. Um, I had a real bad temper. It was an awful temper. I hated my father, I think was the problem. And um, I remember when I was 13 years of age and I began to take up tennis. I I loved sport. I took up tennis and I believe in my from memory of my first year, I broke five tennis rackets. I broke them because I got angry, you know, and uh, it wasn't that my parents weren't firm. But somehow, I just got this, this, this temper had just got going in my life. And I came to Christ because I needed power. And God sorted out my, my, I don't think I've ever sworn in my life since I've come to Christ. I'm just so grateful for the power and the grace of God. God has amazing power. My temper is largely under control. You know, it's like with little kids. I mean, they're not little now. They wind you up. But, um, you know, it's, it's fine. I'm, I'm good now. You know, but I thank God for the power and connect to Jesus. It is good. So what is it? I'm going to share some keys today and maybe one of the keys is for you. Maybe just one. The first key is this, is to get that breakthrough. What are you looking for? Is to pray. And what I felt as I was preparing for today was that You know, it says in Acts chapter 12 that Peter the Apostle was put into prison. And when he was put into prison, the church began an all-night prayer meeting. It said they had constant prayer for Peter, and they prayed for him that he'd get released. And that word in the Greek, that word constant means uh, to be stretched, to be stretched in prayer. And they prayed all night, and the miracle was an angel came down, and Peter was amazingly released. A power of God came there. Perhaps in your situation... God is saying to you, you need to stretch yourself in prayer. Maybe it's to do something like, we're coming up, uh, we're going to have two half nights of prayer in the church from seven o'clock at night till 11 o'clock, you know, and we're going to really pray as a church and and focus on areas of breakthrough and need. That might be a thing you could do, or it might just be, you're going to meet with a friend for the next three months, and every time you meet, once a week, we're going to pray for God to break through in that situation. Or you might say, God, I'm going to take one day a week and fast for the next little while, but I'm going to try and stretch myself in prayer and faith. Jesus said, this kind does not go out but by prayer and fasting. And sometimes for breakthrough, we have to go to more extraordinary lengths to see an extraordinary breakthrough. So I want to encourage you to think about breaking through with prayer. Okay. Another area of breakthrough, this is a separate one now, is the area of giving to the work of God. And that was a great um, offering this morning. I loved it. You know, being generous to God and giving to God is a thing that we can do. And when we do that and we have to give God something first, then he can give something back to us. And um, you know, I think all our all our Christian lives, we've been uh, giving to God and faithful and giving and, and being generous to the work of God. And I, I may have told the story before, but I'll share it again. So, so. I'd been in business, we had uh, had some stores, and our Henderson store, I got phoned up uh, by my wife's mum to say there'd been a fire in Henderson, she thought it was where they, these stores were, and uh, yet yeah, we heard it on the news, you know, pretty quickly there'd been a fire in the arcade that our store was part of, and so I, I, I got in my car and raced across, I, I was a Blockhouse Bay going to Henderson, it was a that's where it was, eh? It was a bit of a distance to get there, about 20 minutes, so, you know, long drive. And when I get there, I remember getting out of my car to see if my store was okay or if, if it was gone. And, and my, I've never had that, but my knees felt like they were, going, they were shaking. i thought like, oh, this is terrible, you know? And so I, I get to the arcade and look through, and, yeah, sure enough, it's about 30 shops, and shop after shop after shop, all blackened and charred and gone. Come to my shop, untouched, untouched just a miracle from God. God had completely protected that shop. The only mark was at the very back door. There's like a tongue of, of darkened fire on the wooden, very thin wooden door. And that was it. And every other store was closed for months. And we just carried on trading the whole time and God blessing us. And I knew, I, I, I just really felt before God, God say, Stephen, because you gave faithfully and generously to me, I took ownership of your business. And because it was my business, I protected it. When you give generously to God, believe for your breakthrough. When you give, it's like seed, and you will reap a mighty harvest. So give generously to God. You will see a great breakthrough. The next area for breakthrough that might be for you is the area of declaring the word of God. And for me, this has been of late a real key and a great thing. I love the words of Psalm 91. And um, it's all about God's protection. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. And it goes on, this. all about protection. And uh, I heard the story um, a number of years ago that that during the war, there was a a Christian who was an army battalion, he was in charge of an army battalion, a commander, and he would get his soldiers to come out on parade every morning, and every morning he'd get them to quote Psalm 91. Now, these soldiers, many were not Christians, but they would declare all of the 16 or 18 verses of Psalm 91 on God's protection, and not one of those guys got, got killed in the war, not one. God's protection came upon them as they declare and they spoke out the word of God. You know, our mouth is a real key to breakthrough. It's a great release. And what is your need this morning? Take the Bible and don't just take the Bible, but take a specific verse and sharpen your sword and apply it to your situation. This morning, is your need finance? Then take a verse like Philippians chapter four and verse 19. My God will supply all my need according to his riches in glory. That's a verse that deals with money. Claim it, take the verse. Maybe the need is healing. Maybe you're looking to God say, God, I need healing, maybe in the body or in the soul, whatever it may be. Take a verse like 1 Peter 2 and verse 24, which says, by His stripes you have been healed. You have been healed. You can take the Word of God. God is faithful to His Word, and the key is taking it from this book into your heart, through your mouth, and that will begin to stir faith in your life, and faith will obtain. Remember our first verse we just mentioned at the beginning? Jesus said, according to your faith, be it to you. And that blind man was healed. Maybe it's the salvation of friends or family. I love 2 Peter 3, verse 9. that says, God is not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. It's the will of God to save that person. You can pray with confidence. So declare that verse over your situation. So don't just pray, but also declare... God's word, because God's word has amazing power. The fifth and final key this morning for us to receive breakthrough is the area of forgiveness to offenses. You know, when we forgive, it is not saying that this thing doesn't matter because it, it does matter because it's, it's hurt and damaged you. Yeah, it does, it does matter. Forgiveness is not saying that I'm over my hurt because that takes time. Forgiveness is not saying that I have to trust that person because no that's trust a different issue completely. Your their, their trust has to be earned. You know, we forgive someone doesn't mean we trust them. So, forgiveness doesn't mean any of those things. Forgiveness does mean it starts as an act of my will from the beginning where I say I choose to forgive. But very often forgiveness is a process. You know, I had to as a Came came to Christ and had to forgive my dad, had to forgive my father, and and God gave me tremendous grace to do that. Forgiveness does need God's grace, and forgiveness is very godlike. What does the the, the Lord's Prayer say? "Forgive us as we forgive those who trespass against us." It can be a, a real key to your breakthrough sometimes. I heard this story, and I I can't say his name because I don't know if it's public or it may well be. But there's a pastor in Christchurch of a large church. And he, at one stage, was an associate pastor in a church. And he had this um, real sickness in his body. And uh, he couldn't, you know, he'd go for prayer, go for prayer, go for prayer, never getting healed. And he was praying about it one day, and God said to him, you need to forgive. You need to put, you need to put it right in your heart. And uh, it was, you know, it was uh, his senior pastor in that instance. And he, he, he did. He put it right with God. He woke up the next morning fully healed, completely healed, totally gone by God's power, just by forgiveness. Some of you will have heard of a lady called Corrie Ten Boom. She was, who's heard of her? Because it's getting a bit past. Yeah, a good reasonable number. That's great. Okay. Yeah, I'm just aware of some, sometimes we will move on, you know. Uh, but she, she was a lady that was uh, in, in the concentration camps in World War II and Germany. She was Dutch. She was in the concentration camps with her sister. She was there because she was trying to hide people from the Jews, uh, fr- sorry, from the Germans. <clears throat> yeah, and anyway, she, she was there. And you can imagine what the prison guards would do to the women in these concentration camps and so on. <clears throat> in her own city, uh, her own sister Betty got, got died there in the concentration camps. But she, uh, Corrie s- survived it. She came through. And God began to give her a bit of a ministry, uh, preaching in different places uh, where she was. And then she went across the border into Germany in 1946, one year later. And she was speaking on the subject of God's love and God's forgiveness in Germany, in Munich. And at the end of the message, a, a man came forward and um, he, he he said, "Fraulein, thank you for your message. Uh, I was one of those guards at the at Ravensbrook Camp where you were. Thank you for forgiving me." You know, he he had, he'd repented of his sin. He realized it was wrong, and he extended his hand for her to shake his hand. And Corrie Timboom says, "I recognized the guard at that point." and Oh, the feelings in my heart. I said, God, I can't do this. He's done I've done so much. And she said, but she said, God, help me, please. And when she did that, she just said, This amazing grace came into her heart and she extended her hand and said, Brother, I forgive you. You know? From that point onwards, her ministry began to expand and to grow and to enlarge. Indeed, breakthrough came. And she over the next um 32 years spoke in 60 countries around the world speaking on god's faithfulness sustaining grace you know the word forgiveness it means letting go it can imply the thought of breakthrough and i love the words of job 42 you know job went through this terrible time but the key to job's breakthrough came when god said now i want you to pray for these so-called friends of yours so job in Job 42 and verse 10, began to pray for his friends. And when he did that, the Bible says, God brought a mighty breakthrough into Job's situation. And God restored a hundredfold what Job had before. God increased and enlarged Job. But Job's key was forgiveness toward these really uh, dreadful people that just said all the wrong things to him, just misjudged him, and all, but God said, Job, you pray for them, and when Job prayed, God brought release. Here you know, this morning, friends, God is a God of the breakthrough, and it only takes one key. You know, if David slaying Goliath was only one stone. Yeah, he had five, but he only needed one. You just need the key that God is telling you about. What is the key this morning? Is it declaring God's word over your situation? Is it forgiveness? Is it stretching yourself in prayer? and really doing something that is enlarging you, is that your key? What is it this morning that that you could take and say, Lord, what can I do? What can we do as a church? Well, what is our key for breakthrough at this time? You can be sure God is on your case. He loves you dearly. You are just amazing. I just had a, an incredible experience on Friday night and uh, in God's presence. And I just said, God, you are so amazing. You are so interested in me. He is so interested in us, and He loves us, and He cares very much about breaking through for you. He really does. Let's just pray for a moment, shall we? And I'm just going to just uh, invite people right now, the church, just to pray here. But if you don't know the Lord Jesus this morning, if uh, you've heard about God's love, but if I can ask you this question, if, if um, you died tonight, and we trust you won't, of course, but if you died tonight, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven or do you hope? Most people that I talk with, they hope. But God wants you to know. And this is how you can know just five quick things and you can make your own decision. Number one, realize that God loves you. He knows you by name. He doesn't condemn you. He understands where you're from and he is for you. Number two, we all have a problem. I have this problem, so do you. It's called sin. It's selfishness. It's things that, that take us away from God. and heaven, where God is, is a perfect place. There is no sin. And so we cannot get to heaven like we are. Number three, everyone tries to to get to God in their own way. The most common ways are good works. If I could just be a good work, a good person, that these good works will outweigh my bad works, and God will let me into heaven. Well, that's not the case. The Bible says, you, you, "To get to heaven without spot or wrinkle, you must be completely clean in God's eyes." The other way is uh, trying to get to heaven is through being religious, and maybe praying or get into a church or something like that. They are good things, but they won't get you to heaven either. Neither good works nor being religious. There's only one way to get to heaven. It's not those ways. That one way is a person, and his name is Jesus, that's why he came to the cross, and he died for you, he died for me, he he took all my sin, he took all your sin, all your pain on the cross for you, and if you'll receive him, God says, that is good enough for me, because Jesus is the perfect sacrifice, because he had no sin, he had no sin. And so that's that's what you have to do this morning. Is there anybody here and you say, yes, I would like to give my life to Jesus because he took my sin and I want God to forgive me of my sin. If that is you this morning, would you raise your hand right now as folk are just praying quietly. That'd be appreciated. Thank you. And just to make that decision this morning of giving your heart to Jesus. If that is you, you don't know where you stand before God, just lift your hand up right now. I'll see that. And I'll acknowledge that. And uh, you can have the great joy of meeting with Jesus this morning. Is there anyone here today and you'd like to give your heart to the Lord? Just lift your hand right now. You can just imagine if you're at home this afternoon and your best friend comes calling, you're relaxing. And uh, if your best friend comes to your house and they knock on the door, I'm sure you're not going to turn them away and say, I'm I'm just relaxing right now, come back later. No, you're going to go and you're going to open the door and let them come in. Well, your best friend ever is Jesus Christ because he gave his life for you and he is God. And he's knocking on the door of your heart and he's saying, can I come in? Will you let me? If that is you this morning and you'd like to get right with God and give your heart to Jesus, this is one final opportunity this morning. Would you raise your hand? You're amongst friends. Many of us have done that here today. Now there's a lady here with a hand up. Is you not raising your hand for that, okay? Is anyone here just raise your hand nice and clear? just that I can see it, and you're saying, yes, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to make sure of, of my salvation. I want to make sure I'm right with God. If that is you today, would you open the door of your heart, give your life to Christ? You know, the devil will say to you, leave it to another time. But no, the Bible says, today is the day of salvation. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is your moment. This is your opportunity. Right now, if that is you, as we finish out today, would you like to give your heart to Jesus? This is such an important thing. Is there anybody here this morning? Just lift your hand nice and high. Yes, sir. Great decision. Thank you. Well done. Fantastic. That's great. Good decision, mate. Well done. Someone else this morning wants to join this one. You want to make sure of your salvation and give your life to Christ. Raise your hand right now. If you don't know where you stand with God, you've never prayed the prayer, ask Jesus to come into your heart, forgive you of your sin. I'm just going for a few more seconds because one man has been brave to do that. Is there someone else today that's given you some courage? You know, don't think about it. You've heard heard the gospel. You know what God says. You know, he commands all men to turn to him. Give your heart to Christ. Will you raise your hand right now? Is there someone else this morning? Okay, I'm just going to share two words that I felt God give me in a moment. Um, The first was was this one. There's someone here today and you, you regularly have been praying for the nation of Israel. And God says to you, he really appreciates what you're doing. That's good, don't stop. You know, the Bible says, and I think Psalm 122, that, uh, that those who pray for Israel and its prosperity, God will prosper them. So God bless you, you keep that up. And the second word I felt God give to me was this, that you've been going through a situation that is really confusing. It's like fire and water, it's just like so, so stretching. And God's word to you is, fear not. God will bring you through. You're going through something, and it's just, wow, so stretching and challenging. God's word is, fear not. God's with you. He'll bring you through. Okay. Um, we're just going to um, stand to our feet now. I'm going to invite the band to come up. We're going to sing a song. And if you'd like prayer this morning, I'm very happy to pray with you. And also this gentleman who raised his hand. Oh, I should have come out in a moment as well, sir, if you.